wife will not come with me to the mission, no. She said to me, I'm not going anywhere, oh. She has abandoned me in the midst of the mission. Oh, what a change has come over her, oh. She seems to be a different person. She seems so strong and independent. Then I remembered the word of God. Jesus said unto his disciples, Whoa, if any man come after me, Let him deny himself and bear his cross. Whosoever shall save his life will lose it. Oh, and whosoever will lose his life shall find it. To the ends of the earth. Whoa. Those who are have every word. Oh, yeah. But now everything has changed. Oh, Lord, is this the end of the road? Ooh. Oh, Lord, is my ministry over? What shall I do now? Oh, am I going to be alone forever? Then I remembered the word of God. Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man come after me, Whosoever shall save his life will lose it. Oh, and whosoever will lose his life shall find it.
First love, daddy is home today. And um, all the way from Australia, all the way from Singapore, all the way from Israel, he's finally home. And it's Father's Day also. And uh, what a blessing it is to have our... Can you feel that there's a presence? Yeah, yeah, the emptiness is gone and we are so happy to have him back. And I believe... It's time for an encounter. The reason why the service is called Prophetic Encounter is because when you come for this service, you encounter a prophet. Amen. And I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I believe today God has a word for you. And I believe there's excitement, there's happiness, there's joy, and there's expectation. So if you believe today is your day for a miracle, if you are happy to have your prophet home, give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Now, today is Father's Day. So, I want to um, not really preach about that, but I want to go back to, Lord, I know you need somebody. And I want to say here, Lord, I know you need a father for somebody. Now, Job chapter 5, verse 1. Call now if there be any that will answer thee, and to which of the saints will thou turn? 
For wrath killeth the foolish man, and envy slayeth the silly one. I have seen the foolish taking root. Suddenly I cursed his habitation. His children are far from safety, and they are crushed in the gate. Neither is there any to deliver them. Whose harvest the hungry eateth up, and taketh it out of the thorns, and the robbers swalloweth up their substance. Now, in verse 4, it says, His children are far from safety, and they are crushed in the gate. Neither is there any to deliver them. Amen. So, children are crushed because they are in need of a father. Now, many of you here are fathers in the making. Amen. Oh, your amen wasn't very... You are fathers not because you are so special, but because you have a hidden quality that is going to come out for everyone to see. So, through you, many people are going to be helped in the way a father is supposed to help his children. So you thought you were coming to celebrate me as a father, but I am celebrating you as potential fathers to many people. Amen. Now, God is going to use you so much that people, you see, when I became a pastor, initially I was called Brother Dag. Then at a point, I was a pastor, so it was changed from Brother Dag to pastor. Then after a pastor, I think a bishop, but then one day, one person said to me, I want to call you, he said to me privately, I want to call you Papa because that is more what describes my relationship with you. That was actually Prophet Kakra who actually said that to me many years ago. So, And around the same time, a number of people started to call me daddy. And I, I don't like those terms much, you know, because in Ghana, it's almost like you, every grown-up is called daddy and mommy. So, because it has a meaning. But around the same time, a number of people who um, were relating with me 
on their own were no more calling me pastor. They were calling me one of the terms for father. We have so many terms. Daddy, dada, papa, di, da, do, da, di, do, whatever. <laughs> and in the spirit, that is the time I became a father. It wasn't from the beginning. But in the spirit, I, I had become a father. At this time, we were in Kolegono. But what I'm trying to tell you is that you are going to be an amazing father and mother to people. It's, it's, it's something that's going to happen because it is something that is so lacking in the world. Even in our homes, you can see the house you came from. Is it not true? As you grow up, you see more what you lack. You see, a child must um, grow in his eyes. Your eyes must grow. Say, my eyes must also grow. Yeah. And when your eyes develop, you see more things that you didn't see before. When you are a child, everything is nice. When you are a child, everybody is the same. But as you grow, your eyes must also develop. That in seeing, you see. And in hearing, you hear. But what happens is that we grow and our eyes don't grow well. And that's why the Bible says that if there is darkness in your eye, your whole body is full of darkness. So you are supposed to see. Now, one of the things you will see if your eyes grow, if your eyes don't grow, you, you, it remains the same. But if, if your eyes grows, you will start to see the deficiencies in your parents. Yes. Now, when you see the deficiencies in your parents, in your fathers, and your mothers, That is the point where children go left or right. That's the point where ch children go left or right. Are you with me? Yes. I am, I'm talking to you about, Lord, I know you need somebody, especially a father, if you like. And I'm telling you that you are going to become fathers and mothers soon, both biologically and also spiritually. And even whatever way there is, you can be a father or mother. You, it's going to happen. God is going to do it. And what happens is that as you grow, you soon see something missing in what your father did for you. Maybe you had a father who didn't say <laughs> certain things to you. Or he never, never said anything to you about anything. You know, we have different types of fathers. Some never said anything about anything. You may have mothers who never said anything about anything. You may have even a mother who gave birth to you 
and went to London to live there and has been living there since. And that's how she mothered you, by giving birth to you. Huh? Because it was her consent to give birth. Because she's more so... So you find out later that your mother was not so caring, but it was her consent to be accepted in society by giving birth, which is the condition of many women. That's, how, that's why she was able to leave you and go away. Or even give birth to you and hand you over to somebody and move on. It wasn't anything to her to, 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 to talk to you. To talk to you. And to chat with you. And to answer questions about life. Because of how she is. You, you will see the differences. You know, initially you may think that your father is a millionaire, but later you find out that he doesn't even provide five CDs for your education. But initially you will not know. But at that point you realize that no. Mommy is daddy as well as mommy. Mom, dad. Initially, everything looks beautiful. And mama looks like the best mama. But when you come to church one day, then you hear a song. Sweet mama. Poor lover. Then your eyes start to grow. Then you look again. And you realize that mama is more than a poor lover. She's a zero lover. Yes. And that your daddy is gnashing in the house. Gnashing his teeth. <laughs> yes. Initially, you may think that daddy is very kind because he doesn't beat you. And he has never beaten you. But later on, you will grow and see that daddy was rather not concerned about you at all. And that the people that were beaten are better off than those who were not beaten. And that it was a total phlegmatic and your mother was left to do the lashing. Yes. As well as the talking. Hmm? Initially, you will like every food that is in your house. But as you grow, you may realize that there is something wrong with the house food. <laughs> Especially when you go out and you eat and you say, hey, this food is nice, pa. Somebody came to my house once and he was eating rice and I think stew or something. And there were some other people there. He immediately asked for shito to put into the food before he started it. So the person asked, have you tasted the food? He said, no, no. He asked shito to every stew. You see, it's possible that the stew in his house is not really working well. 
So that is why you need shator to every stew. To edify the stew. Yes. Now, it is at this point that children become rebellious or they become good children. It's when your eyes open. That's when you choose to become a good child or a rebellious child. Because at that point, you become rebellious against you can become rebellious against your parents. Because initially, you may think that your father is a man of God because he has been coming to church. But later, you realize that no, as a moi, it's not spiritual. Yes, that's how come he can, he can, that's how it's a certain way. But you not know spirituality at a point. Or even that you think that your mother is spiritual because she's in the church. But after some time, you realize that no, it's not spiritual. It's at this point where you become a good child or a bad child. Why? How many want to know why this is the crossroads? You see, I am telling you that you are going to become a father, but it is at this crossroad that you tend towards becoming a father or not. When you start to see the deficiencies and your eyes grow to notice all these things, Matthew 6, 23. If thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. So you, you can either have an evil eye or a good eye. Therefore, if the light that is indeed be darkness, how great is that darkness? So it, your, your eye must be a good eye. Now, when you start to see, you start to say, oh, don't mind him. Whatever my father wants, since my, you, you don't think your father is a good person, I don't like my father. But that's where you become a cursed child. Because no matter the deficiency of your father, you know, your father may have 20 deficiencies, but yours may be 40. Because you haven't yet gotten to become a father to see how deficient you'll be. Yeah. Many of you, you are good children, but you'll be poor parents. God forbid. Say God for, When you hear something bad, like that, say God forbid in Jesus. I, re, I refuse it in the name of Jesus. Yes. And you see that at that point, you either become rebellious or you learn new things. That is it. You either become rebellious or you learn new things that you didn't know. You learn all the things that you didn't learn at home. You start to add them to the things that you know. And at the same time, you honor whatever is there. Or you become rebellious because when you see something that is not correct, that's why firstborn children, they can be so rebellious. Firstborn children. Because firstborn children have eyes which secondborns don't have. You know, when you are a last born, your parents are not even so concerned about your education. They just sort of feel you will go through. It's okay. All the struggle, in the end, you will go through. 
They, are, they become like grandparents. Grandparents are very relaxed. So they, 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 they are just cool with everything. So don't worry. You are beating the child for nothing. He will be okay. Firstborn children sometimes struggle more because they see more. So if you are here, how many are firstborn? Raise your hand. Father, protect their eyes in Jesus' name. Yes. In fact, I've seen people having church service for firstborns. Yes. In Nigeria, I saw they have a big banner for firstborns. Breaking curses on firstborn children. Seven days for only firstborns. Yes. Are you still around? Yeah. No, I hope you are listening to me. Turn to Genesis 45. I'm showing you that even you are going to become an amazing father to somebody and to many people in Jesus' name. Now, have I explained to you the crossroads? Not fully. Listen, when you see the deficiency in your mother, that is where you now learn how to be an improved mother. Do you understand when I say mother? Yeah, mother is mother. The same word. Depending on your English. <laughs> Do you know what I saw when I went to Singapore? They have a language called Singlish. Singaporean English. Yes. They call it Singlish. So when they are speaking, they say things like can. Means that can. Is it, is it okay? Will this work? So can. The answer is can. And then also can. Another is a can. Can la. That's how it can. Will it work? Can. The answer is can. And they say, will, will it be okay to do this as well? And they, they will answer, also can. It's a singlish. So when I say mother, it's a tringlish. Yes. Tell your neighbor, I've not been to Singapore, but I'm becoming international. Yes. Yeah. Now, what was, what was the topic? What am I preaching about? Crossroads. Yes. When you see the deficiency in your mother, that is when you now decide to improve, not to despise. When you see the deficiency in your father, it's not for you to say, my father is not spiritual, my father is this, my father is that, my father... When it is your turn, we will see what will happen to you. But when your eyes open and you see, you can become a hyper-improved version. Yes. I was telling somebody that, because I was advising the person, and I saw that he was looking at me as if I was a foreigner. I was not from Ghana. Then I told him, I said, look, everything I'm telling you to do, I didn't see it in my, earthly, my biological father. I learned it from Fred Price, listening to his Sunday preachings. Yes. As I kept listening to him, you know, little comments. Then I learned what, I told, what I'm telling you that you are looking at me and I know you will not obey. And I know you will not do what I'm saying. I learned it also from preaching. I didn't have a chance to sit down with any, but then my father never either told me nor did it. But I learned it 
from preaching and from church. So when you come to church and your eyes are opening, you have a chance to be an improved version of whatever and whoever and however you are. Whichever house you came from. If you came from a bush home, you will be the shining star of your family. And you'll be surprised when you go home, people will say, hey, now dear, we don't know where you are from. You look very different and you behave differently and you talk differently. Yes. Because you see, God is always adding to what you know. One day I went somewhere with some people and I offered someone tea. I said, tea. She said, oh, in my house we eat fufu only in the morning. Look, it it cannot be that you are going to only know how to eat fufu in the morning. Do you think when you go and see the Queen of England, you will be giving fufu? You can't tell me you don't drink tea. Because tea is also a social drink. It's not to satisfy your your, your, your needs, your hunger. Because you eat fufu every day in the morning. There is something that you are coming to add to what you are. And you will learn it in church and you learn it from other people. Oh, yes. Because God will give you other people to father you until you become Something different. Yes. When I sat with my Malaysian parents, Pastor Prince Guneratnaman, his wife would put food in my plate and say, eat it. And he himself would put food in my plate and say, eat. And a bishop and founder of what? Shut up and eat the food. Eat this one. And I eat it. I only, know, I only knew how to eat with a fork and knife and with my fingers when I met him. These are the two things I had. Fingers and then fork and knife. Then he took the chopstick and showed me how. So this is how to use it. I can eat rice, even rice with chopsticks. Yes, I can eat granite with chopsticks here. Yes. You will be also international soon. In Jesus' name. I see an internationalization of your life. Yeah. Yeah. When your eyes open and you start to see many things that you were not trained to be or you are different from, it's not a time to despise, but it's a time to learn. And when you don't learn, you are a fool. It means you are becoming your parents, your mother or your father, worse times four. Yes. And some of you, you are the splitting image of your parents. Do you understand in the English? Check a splitting image, you know, and check with three dictionaries. Splitting image, you know. Or say, splitting image is the meaning of what? Check it right now. Splitting image. Uh, have you found it? Come here, Daniel. Read it quickly. 
What does it mean? The exact double of another person. The exact double of another person. Is that all? She is the spitting image of her mom. She is the splitting image of her mother. Some of you are exactly your mother double. Yes. Exactly. And you may be like her physically to look at. But your personality may be different. Or you may not look like her, but your personality is exactly your mother. Yes. When your eyes open, you see. One day a brother said to me, are you listening to my preaching? This is the preaching. The talking is the preaching. The talking is the preaching. The talking is the preaching. Yes. One day a, a brother told me something. He said, I was there when I found out my father had a child with another woman. Yeah. He said, I hated my father. I was angry. Then I married. He said, after being married, the wickedness that my scripture union wife ministered to me. He said, I began to understand why my father had a child somewhere. Yes. And I began to appreciate him. You see, because initially, you, you don't, you, you, your eye only sees sweet mama. That's what mama dear. Me, I can't even imagine my mother doing anything bad. Because it's my sweet mama. I, all I've known my mama is sweetness from up till today. It's very difficult to imagine it. Yeah, unless you see open. I've not seen anything. I, I don't blame anybody. You can't easily see. Yeah. But he said, I began to understand. And he said, I, I also felt like doing the same. So the thing that drove and later on, so initially you blame your father. But as your eyes open, you realize that, oh, as the cause in Zimbabwe, I don't know, there are some Zimbabweans here. In Zimbabwe, if a man goes to have a child somewhere, it's the woman who is blamed, they're not the man. The wife is blamed. It's like you didn't keep him well. Yeah, the straight away, the blame is on the woman. Zimbabwean, is there any Zimbabwean here? Is it true? I don't see no Zimbabweans. How can I not have Zimbabweans here? I need Zimbabweans. Yeah, there's somebody here. True or not true? What did he say? True. Yeah? We didn't say the Zimbabweans told us. <laughs> Later, then you see that, oh, wow. You couldn't keep him well. You didn't know how to look after him. You don't look after him well. That is why he's gone away. He has gone and found an old fufu and some soup somewhere to eat it. <laughs> because you were giving him cold kinky and boiled fish to eat as his kinky and fish. And he himself has gone to find a fufu and soup somewhere. Genesis chapter 45. God is going to raise you up 
as a mighty father. So instead of becoming a rebel, you are going to become a better father and a better mother. Hallelujah. Genesis 45. Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him. And he cried, Cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him. While Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. Remember that Joseph was 30 years old when he became the prime minister of Egypt. And it was two years into the famine that the brothers came to look for food. Do you remember the story of Joseph and his brothers? This is the story of Joseph and his brothers. This is the moment Joseph is going to reveal himself to his brothers. Because up till now, he has been speaking Egyptian language. Egyptian language. You know, when I went to Israel this time, you, or you'll be there soon. You'll be there soon. I saw something. You know, in the midst of the Israelis, we have Arabs. So they speak Arabic and they also speak Hebrew. So if your ear is not tuned, you do not know what they are saying. But the one who was driving the car which I was sitting in, he spoke Arabic. Because I know Arabic. When I hear, I, I, know, I know some Arabic, a few words. <laughs> so when he said them, I said, oh. So I asked him. Then I found out that he was an Arab. An Arab Jew. Yeah. So, and they don't understand each other unless you know both. So Joseph, when he was speaking to his brothers, spoke to them through an interpreter. When he speaks, then they will interpret to Hebrew. They will interpret. So they didn't know who he was because their brother spoke Hebrew. Yes, their brother, the brother they knew, he spoke Hebrew. Just a few years ago, they thought he was dead. So he had been speaking to them in Arabic with an interpreter. How could they know? It's just like a man who had been married to his wife for so many years and he was pretending to be deaf. Because she was talking too much. So he pretended that he, 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 he was not hearing. Because she was talking, 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 talking. So they went to the hospital. Everything was diagnosed as deaf so that she would be quiet in the house not to talk too much. So just with sign language like this. All my stories are true. <laughs> All right. Verse 2. And he wept aloud. And the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard him. Because he, he was crying like this. Ah, ah, ah. And Joseph said to his brethren, I am Joseph. Does my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, come here, come here. I pray you, come. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now therefore be not grieved 
nor angry with yourselves that you sold me, for God did send me before you. Now, many of you are angry with yourselves about certain things. Yes. You are here and you are angry with yourself about something that has happened in your life. You beat yourself. Whenever you remember, you said, ah. God is telling you today, don't be angry with yourself. Because God is restoring everything and God is using it for your good. Some of the mistakes you've made, God is going to use it for your good. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For God did send me before you to preserve your life. Verse 6. Now, for these two years has the famine been in the land. And yet there are five years to go. So he became a prime minister when he was 30. And two years, the famine had been on for two years already. And there was five more years, according to the prophecy, in which there shall be neither earring nor harvest. Verse 7. Now, God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Verse 8. Now, it was not you that sent me hither, but God. And then underline the next part. It says, and he has made me a father to Pharaoh. He has made me a 32-year-old immigrant slave. He has made me a father to Pharaoh. And Lord over all of his house. And a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. You see, it's God who makes you a father. And you see, when we say, Lord, I know you need somebody. One of the things that people need are fathers. Someone who you will not argue with. Someone who says, this is what is right. And you do it. Someone whose voice you honor. You know, most of our problems are because of arguments. The rich man went to hell because of his arguments. Even in hell, when, when, when he told Abraham, send Lazarus to my brothers. Father Abraham said that there is a great gulf fixed. And his response to that was, nay, Father Abraham. He was still arguing in hell. His answer was, nay, Father Abraham. For if one would rise from the dead, they would hear him. There are people who argue even in hell, they are still having an answer back for everything. When you say this, they answer back. When you say this, they answer back. When you say this, they answer back. Table tennis. Yes. In hell. Nay, Father Abraham. He said, nay, Father Abraham, but if one went to them from the dead, he, they will repent. So some of you who are always arguing, arguing with your parents, arguing with your friend, arguing with every person, it's not going to work out for your good. You have to learn some things to hear and say, yes, please. Yes, sir. Yes, daddy. Yes, mommy. My father told me to be a doctor. I didn't know, I don't know, I had no idea why on earth I would want to be a doctor. I don't know what is a doctor. If I was going by my desires, I would have been a vet. Because a vet has to do with animals, and I like animals. 
So I, at all, I would have wanted to be a vet. But he said to me that I should be a doctor. I think I'm more happier to be a doctor than a vet. I mean, if I look after cat kittens and looking after dogs and cows and human beings, I mean, it's more useful to me to be a doctor today than a vet. So God is going to raise you up as a father to some people on campus, to some people in your area. And God is going to use you. You'll be surprised because a young boy, he says, God has made me a father to Pharaoh. That means that Pharaoh, you call Pharaoh, so Pharaoh, listen, this is what we must do. <laughs> yes, daddy. Pharaoh was calling him yes, daddy. And that's powerful. It's not by might or by power. That's why it's not you to be calling people, telling people, call me Papa. I have resisted that name for so long. At the point I helplessly gave up, I realized that these people, they are just disobedient. (laughs) Yes. God has made me a father to Pharaoh. And God is going to make you a mother and a father to people. People are going to look up to you and you father them and love them. I always encourage people, take somebody else into your house. Look after somebody. Care for people. Add somebody to your wings, under your wings. You know, I had a friend when I was in a medical school many years ago in my first year when we were doing chemistry. You know, in first year in medical school, we do chemistry, physics, and biology. Very difficult. More difficult than medicine. One day, I went into the chemistry lab, and I saw one of my mates who has made himself a father to his mates. And he was like a father to us. We sat down. When I saw him teaching, I said, hey, how is it that some people know more than everybody else? And you know, there are people like that. God has given them that grace. Yes. He was, he was later on part of the church. But I said, he could just understand everything. And he would teach. We'd be sitting there. And when, when I entered, he, he had a, a class. His classmates were his class. With a blackboard in first year. He was like a father to us. Teaching how to do the chemistry. Calculations. I said, wow. God is going to make you a father to your mates. Yes. 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 God is going, you, you, you enter Pentagon, Legon, Tech, anywhere, university campus, and at your age, like Pharaoh, you see that you become a father. You, 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 it's like you seem to have some extra wisdom, something that they don't seem to know. You see, a father knows something more than his child doesn't know. And that's why he can tell you something. And you must always remember that a father does truly know. Even if he's not born again, he knows something you don't know. And usually, a father is always saying something out of genuine concern. That's why to flippantly disregard your parents' advice is foolishness of the highest order. Don't come and tell, stand and tell us that he is unspiritual, he is this or he is that. That's why I say that. It's just when you start to see the deficiencies, you rather say to yourself, I must improve, not that I must rebel. Thank you. 
Otherwise, you always become rebellious. Are you listening to me? Tell somebody I'm becoming a father. Stand to your feet, everybody. This is Father's Day. Lift your hand and pray, Lord, make me the father you want me to be to whoever. Listen. Hello? 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 Are you looking at me? You know, one day, do you know a question my mother asked me? How do you know so many people? So many issues concerning is because I have become a father not only to my biological children. There are more people that are children to me. Sons and daughters. And God is going to give you more. Do you know James McEwan? Do you know James McEwan? Yes. He is the founder of Pentecost Church. You know his wife? Sophia. I think her name was Sophia McEwan. Yes. Now, do you know she never had a child, biological child. All the children of Church of Pentecost are her children. She came to Ghana, to Asamankesi, to Swedru, 1930, what? 28, 38, 48, independence, they were here in Ghana, living inside Ghana. Huh? Wow. All the Pentecost children are here. Children. The big church I was preaching in in Singapore, very large church. It was started by a woman. She was sitting there when I was preaching, 84 years old. Oh, she didn't marry, she didn't have any child, but all the Singaporeans are her children. These are her children. So I want you to lift your hand and say, Lord, make me, says God has made me a father to Pharaoh. Lord, make me a mother and a father to many people, many children, many children. Thank you for this blessing. Pray for a moment as we come to this junction in our service today. Father, we love you. We are praising you and thanking you for the opportunity. We love you. We give ourselves to you. We say, Jesus, let your will be done. Jesus, let your will be done. Turn us into the wonderful fathers. Call on the Lord for a moment. This is a very important message for your life. Lord, I know you need somebody and I know you are making me a father. Thank you, thank you, and thank you again for blessing me to be a father, a wonderful father. Dalamato rande kemalan chiglanem otele tabala kobregedes 
chanda mendegredebus palama talendeleme keparadare. In Jesus' name, I pray, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Now, part two. How to become this father? Number one, follow the Lord faithfully for several years. I'm giving you the steps to the anointing that is going to make you a father. Number one, follow the Lord faithfully for several years. As you follow Jesus, you become wiser. Amen. You, you know, listen, look at me. You know, when you are a Christian, don't be afraid to ask questions. Oh. Ask yourself, is this man the son of God? Is he not? Why do you say this person is it or not this person? What, what about the Bible or any other book? Don't be afraid. There are answers to all these questions. As I follow the Lord more, I love him more. And I've learned more that he is, is real. When I went to Israel first, I was disturbed because I saw people um, playing on the Sea of Galilee. And I wasn't used to that, you know. But as I kept going, I've learned and seen how beautiful and real Jesus is. So as you follow him more, you get closer and closer to the anointing. So in the upper room, you see that people who receive power to become anointed and anointed fathers. And the first step is follow the Lord faithfully. Now in the upper room, they were not sure who to replace Judas. So they decided to check one person. And there was a condition in verse 21 of Acts chapter 1. It says, wherefore of these men, Acts chapter 1 verse 21. Now by the way, the church I preached in Singapore, they don't put the scripture on the screen because they say people have stopped looking into their Bibles. Because they are used to the screen. So enjoy the screen till I also decide to, <laughs> to remove the scripture from the screen. Are you there? Yes. yes. <laughs> Acts chapter 1 verse 21. Notice, how many want to be chosen to become a father full of the anointing? Of these men who have accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us. Huh? from beginning from the baptism of John unto that same day that he was taken from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. So, from the beginning to the end, you must be there. Say, I'll be there. Amen. I'll be there. Amen. Faithfully. Amen. Some of you are going to be gray hair. You'll be walking like this. By then, maybe I may not be alive. And you'll be saying, 
Do you know Doug Heward Mills? He said, I knew him. I was around, he was preaching. Yes. By that time, you may be bent over like this. You'll be surprised. Maybe in about 70 years from now. Hey, that means you'll be 90. Well, I may be I'm still alive. 120 something. I may be the oldest man in Ghana. Hmm. Step number two to this wonderful anointing. Be available to experience everything. Acts chapter one. Let's look at Acts chapter. We are in Acts chapter one. To whom he showed himself alive, verse 3, after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them for 40 days, speaking of the things concerning the kingdom. So you see, number two, you must be around when Jesus appears. So you must be around to experience all the wonderful things that God has. Each church service is a different experience, and you must be there for it. Each concert is a different experience. You must be there for it. Can I have an amen? amen? Now, how many believe one day you are going to be by the Sea of Tiberias? Practically. Now, when Jesus appeared there, you know, he appeared to the disciples and they were, they were fishing. And that's when he sat down with Peter and he said to Peter, do you love me? But do you know that he was a dead man? Everybody knew that he was dead. So they were actually experiencing a dead man talking to them for a long time in detail. If you love me, do you feed my commandment? If you, and they recorded it in writing. All this was conversation with a man who was known to be dead. Yes. So look, if you are there for such a service, I don't think your life will be the same. So you see that you never, you miss certain things because you miss certain church services. Yes. You miss certain church services. So you miss certain experiences in God. Yes. You miss because by the Sea of Tiberias, I was looking at it. Tiberias is the only town there by the, the lake. And right there, that was where Jesus sat down and asked them, do you love me? If you love me, feed my sheep. Do you love me? If you love me, feed my sheep. He told them over and over. And this was actually a dead person who was meeting with them. They were fishing and he said, children, have you caught any fish? Try the other side. When they tried it, John said, it is the Lord. It's the Lord. This is the Lord. That person is the Lord. I tell you. You see, that's how come Christianity has spread all over the world because it's people have believed in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It's a big thing. It's a wild thing that has happened. Yeah. So when you miss certain church services, you miss the anointing. So Jesus in Acts chapter 1, you see him giving his disciples clear instructions on how to progress to becoming like how he was. He was a Lord. And he was telling them, wait here. You are going to receive power. So step number one, follow the Lord faithfully. Step number two, be available for all experiences. 
Step number three, decide not to follow politics. Because in Acts chapter 1, verse 6 and 7, he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his power. So immediately, you see people want to immediately go political. But I want to tell you, if you want your life to be good, avoid politics. Even business, people who do business connected to politics, they are the ones whose lives don't go well. Because politics is one of the manifestations of the wickedness of men. If you take Adolf Hitler in Germany, it was all politics. Nazi, it's not that the Germans were wicked, but the political party that came into power, Nazi, N-A-Z-I, it stands for National Socialist Party. They were the ones who came into power, the minister of Air Force was Hermann Goering, minister for the, the ships was a man called Karl Dennett, minister for propaganda was a man called Goebbels, the different things. It was a political party that came into power and they killed the Jews. They said our problem is Jews. Kill them. It's not Germans, it's that party. Today, Germany is one of the strongest supporters of Israel. Yes. So politics, you see that the disciples already wanted to go into politics and say that, oh, we will restore Israel now. And Jesus said, no. You will receive power and you preach. That's why I'm not into politics. I don't have any party. I don't support any party. And you yourself can see there's very little difference between the two parties that we are forced to see. There's almost nothing. There's almost no difference. So Jesus is teaching us to focus on him. If you want to become a spiritual father, don't have to go into politics. If you want to do well in business, don't let your business depend on politicians. Yeah. So today somebody will come who doesn't like you. Then he's changed and you, you, you can't work. <laughs> 